Welcome to the Agile Coffee Podcast. This is episode 70. My name is Vic Bonacci, and you can reach the show on Twitter at Agile Coffee. As always, you can check us out online, agilecoffee.com. There's a slew of new things coming up. Last time around, I announced that we are now on Patreon. So you can go to patreon.com slash agile coffee if you'd like to find out more about becoming a patron for for this and other exciting things that Agile Coffee is creating. It helps us out a lot. Uh, we've been doing the podcast now for 70 episodes, and that's spanning over, I don't know, five or six years we are now uh, excited about the rest of 2020 we've got a good lineup coming up um, i will say that episode 71 has also been recorded and we've got two new guests there uh, so very excited about that one um, also on agilecoffee.com you can find links to anything that we talk about on today's show uh, any any of the resources there from today's episode you can go to agilecoffee.com episode 70 and find out more there speaking of today's show it's all about marketing agile marketing that is we have stacy ackerman joining us today so if you've ever had questions about that you're thinking well you know our mar marketing group within our organization wants to work with agile how do they begin uh or if maybe you work for an agency and you're thinking are we doing agile right well stacy's going to be here in just a few moments to help answer a lot of those questions and she does a number of workshops and classes focused on agile for marketing in fact she's got one class coming up september 16th and 17th so it's just a week or so away now um Offered via Rocket Nine Solutions. It's Agile for Marketing, a two day class, as I mentioned. So go to rocketninesolutions.com for more information there. Um, speaking of Rocket Nine, I have been working with Rocket Nine Solutions for the past, oh, going on two years. Um, we, we've changed the terms of our relationship. <laughs> you know, COVID and the, uh, and the business um, landscape being what it is right now in the middle, going into the fall of 2020, uh, we had to do a few things. But I am still offering my classes, any Scrum classes uh, that you are looking for. You should go to rocketninesolutions.com and search for us there. Very happy to still be a part of the Rocket Nine journey. Um, going back to agilecoffee.com, we have, as I said, a wonderful show today. Not only Stacy is joining us, but also Chris Herney and Cliff Rosa, who many of you have not heard on this podcast before. I believe it's his first time on, but Cliff and I have been working for years and years. He's the, the video side of things for Rocket Nine, as well as a, a great all-around person um, to help us out business and otherwise. So, um, so we'll get in on that podcast recording in just a bit. However, a couple other pieces of business, um, those decks of cards that I had made in the past, uh, the agile coffee conversation starters. I still have plenty of volume ones. Um, I ran out of volume two and three, and then I've also got, uh, got to reorder my agile coaches toolkit deck. Also, that's the yellow deck. So I've got four decks, but I've, I've run out of three of them. So I'd like to know, reach out to me if you think it's worthwhile making another order sometime soon and uh, having more decks of cards. I like having them so I can pass them out when I see people at these Agile Opens or um, other activities, but there's nothing like that going on right now, so it makes it, uh, makes it kind of worthless to hold a stockpile of inventory um, if I'm not going to see anyone and pass them out. But if you think it's good to have them on hand, if you're interested in hearing more, reach out to me and, uh, and let me know. 
Hey, other things coming up. Um, the Agile Open Southern California happens every year. It's going to be the 12th year this time. And in years past, we've always met at the University of California in Irvine. And uh, I've been holding space for the last couple of years, took over from the magnificent Diana Larson. So instead of last year and previous years being in person, uh, this year we're going to do it all over Zoom. So it's happening this uh, coming, well, it's about two weeks away on uh, September 17th and 18th. It's a Thursday and Friday. Um, so go to agileopencalifornia.com. You'll find out more information there. I'd encourage you to do so. Hey, really excited because um, also on this whole line of Agile Coffee, I've finally gotten to um, post the podcast here that you're listening to on Spotify, on Google, Google Play, podcasts and also on youtube so uh, welcome to all our new listeners there hope that you enjoy what you're hearing we typically use a lean coffee format and we'll have uh, a number of people that uh, are repeating from episode to episode but also i'm looking for new voices so that's another query that i would put out to you if you're interested in joining an upcoming episode feel free to reach out to me uh, you can reach out to the show on twitter at agile coffee and let us know Gosh, I think that just about does it. I know it's a whole lot of information coming at you at the beginning, but I do want to say that I'm very uh, grateful that you're listening and grateful that you've been participating, engaging in the conversation all along. Agile Coffee, as it's always stood for, coaching, conversation, and community, and I couldn't do this without your support and your being an audience, so I want to thank you. So having said all that, I think your order's up. I'll go pull it up, see your names on the cup. So um, sit back, relax, and enjoy episode 70 of the Agile Coffee Podcast. Welcome back to Agile Coffee. This is episode 70. Very excited today because for the first time we have Stacy Ackerman joining us. Hello, Stacy. Hi, thank you so much for having me here. Stacy's Twitter handle is Agile for Marketers. Uh, her company name is Agilify Coaching and Training, and we'll have links to that in the show notes as well. Welcome back, Chris Herney. Hey, Vic. How you doing? Very good. How are you doing today? Well, Chris can be found at uh, Chris underscore Herney on Twitter. And Cliff Rosa. Hey, Cliff, maybe this is your first appearance on Agile Coffee. Uh, I'm not quite sure. I'd have to go through the notes. But Cliff can be found at Mr. Rosa 2 on Twitter. So welcome to all of you. So let's just dive into it. We've got a number of topics. We'll be using uh, today uh, a modified lean coffee format um, revolving around the main topic of Agile for marketing. Uh, really great topic because when I'm teaching classes, I teach usually scrum classes. And in every class just about, there's somebody in there who's who's talking about um, their, their role in an organization as a marketing person or as a part of a group that does marketing. Or maybe their entire organization is around something that's uh, that's marketing focused. And I know marketing kind of is a very large term. It encompasses a lot of different things. Um, so we've got a number of, of questions that we can start asking, but I just kind of want to turn it over maybe to Stacy to give us, if you can, just a, an introduction to what it is you do and what are some of the problems you try to solve? 
All right. Well, I help uh, marketers become more agile. I was a marketer myself for more than 15 years before I learned agile in the software space. And in the last few years, I've really been bringing that back to marketing, uh, realizing that business agility really requires um, agile to go beyond software. And being that I have that marketing background and have that agile transformation background, I'm really using both of those um, to meet a market um, that's really eager to learn, but it the very early stages of its adoption. That sounds so fascinating. Um, I'm just going to start with, by reading some of the questions that we've got, and, and we'll spend a few minutes on each and, and see if uh, see if we need to you know add more questions as we go. But the first question, Chris, this is yours actually. It says that in an agile environment, how do you, how does a sales and marketing person uh, become aware of, of what they need to do or you need to do if you're a sales and marketing uh, in a group like that? I'm glad Stacy brought up business agility because that is a term in the grand scheme of organizational agility that we've only sort of recently started hearing, maybe the last few years. And, and to me, it's always seemed that if we're not striving for business agility, if we're just wrapping our agility up in engineering, there are all these other sort of bureaucratic, traditional, stage-gated inputs into engineering so how much are we really going to move the needle in our organization if if only our our, our software development teams are are um, uh, are agile right and so my question to stacy and i guess this it sort of transcends marketing but marketing is one of those outward business units that has input into engineering how do the how's marketing and those other outward business units how do they know that they need to be a part of this movement towards a more lean and agile mindset what does that look like in, a, in an organization with all these other business units? Yeah, well, in marketing specifically, um, you know, when I learned marketing, it was it was a long time ago, and we learned about pushing messages to customers. And marketing was a very one-directional, um, very corporate-centric, and the mentality of buy it and they will come. And we spent a long time in boardrooms planning um, one-year marketing campaigns, five-year marketing campaigns, um, whatever that will be. Uh, marketing has changed drastically right now to the fact that it's um, so personalized. It's so one-on-one with customers, and it's very responsive or needs to be very responsive in very real time. And um, it, it, there's so many marketing messages out there that having kind of that one-size-fits-all approach that's very um, company-centric no longer works. And whether marketers realize that Agile can fix that or not, they do realize that that is a problem. And most of these companies haven't adopted their internal marketing practices um, at nearly the rate of speed in which marketing has moved. Um, one thing before the pandemic, though, that we were uncovering in some research is the whole VUCA paradigm, that volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity as a really um, big paradigm shift in why marketing needs to change. And for my clients um, that were sort of on that cusp of changing, when COVID happened, they really were forced to change. And I think that that's true all, really for any industry. Um, but one client in particular I was working with um, worked in healthcare and all of a sudden they had to communicate about COVID in real time. And um, they had to use agility. They had to rapidly deploy um, daily communications out there in an environment that was changing so, so quickly. Um, so more and more are realizing that um, to survive right now, this is really, really important. 
yeah, that's that's interesting. So, so what I'm hearing is that it's not necessarily that engineering people have this this agile expertise and they're going around the organization saying you have to jump on board. What I'm hearing from you is that marketing is sort of out of self-preservation, realizing on their own the need to be more nimble and more agile with with, with their approaches. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I think if it's pushed too much from software, um, there's a little bit of resistance that I'm seeing there going, hey, that's that's not for us. You guys, you know, you keep with your software practices over there um, and let us marketers do our thing. And then, sure. then it becomes um, less adopted. So we really need to approach marketers in a way that makes sense for them and meets their pain um, that they're experiencing yeah. right now. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> So this is, I'm just trying to understand, Stacy. Does this mean that all the like the one-year plans and the five-year plans are pretty much you know a thing of the past or out the window, or how does this actually work? Kind of with I, I mean, the previous way to do marketing. Right, right. Um, overall, I don't think it's that much different than the software paradigm that we've seen. Right, we're still going to have a high-level vision and a high-level strategy. That detailed planning just has to be a lot more real-time and a lot more um, as needed and flexible. So, um, strategic marketing it doesn't go away. It's how detailed we get with it. So previously, um, people would get really detailed, and I actually used to have a consulting company where I wrote marketing plans for people, and I could do exactly this this year. Um, that that approach no longer works, right? It's too locked down. You know what's interesting about what what you and Cliff just exchanged, Stacy, is it reminds me of so a little background, Stacy and I. Uh, both participate in Mike Cohn's Agile Mentors community. Stacy actually is the the glue and the machine that keeps that thing going. But um, one thing that Mike said to me once about architecture, but I think it resonates with what you just said, is that the idea is that we can be both um, intentional and emergent at the same time. We can have these broader, long-term roadmaps and goals, but we need to have that sort of real-time flexibility to deal with things as they emerge. Right, right. One example would be like a content calendar that's very detailed. So a lot of times marketers would say, I'm going to, you know, um, exactly plan um, 12 months or six months of content on my content calendar. Well, that's that's probably planning in too far of detail at this point in time, right? You can plan that you're going to deliver content every month or every yeah. week, but exactly what content you're going to deliver, you really need to see um, how the content you just delivered is resonating, what's changing in the environment around you. And so that flexibility is really um, important, especially in content strategy. Chris, you have something that says, don't sell or don't market anything until it's built. And that's all in quotes. Yeah, so this is this is a straightforward, no real elaboration needed. I learned this from the team at Hunter Industries. Background is here in Southern California, there's a group down in San Diego who practice mob programming. Can continue all, all the technical excellence practices you can think of, super effective, delivering to production every day. And one of their mottos for or, or, or agreements between engineering and sales is don't sell anything until we've already built it. And I'm just wondering from a marketing perspective, since marketing sales are sort of joined at the hip in that way, what what Stacy thinks about that idea? Um, 
Uh, gosh, I, I don't know if I have any real strong opinion on that. I think if it's going to bite you in the end because you're selling something that, that maybe can't be built by engineering, right, then, then you're disappointing customers and leaving false promises. Or you might be imposing false deadlines on engineering, so we need to sell it for X date, but we don't have the product. Um, on the other hand, it can be a good um, ploy a little bit to see if there's market interest before you build it. So I think um, that could go either way. And I like how you said you have an agreement between sales and engineering on it because I think that's the biggest thing is you have to come to an agreement on what makes sense for both of you. Do, do you uh, just to expand on that? Do you do you see that? When you train or coach marketing teams to be more agile, do you find that that's a common, I guess, I don't know if I want to say dysfunction, but I will. Is that a common dysfunction? There's a lack of agreement? Is it more like marketing just says, hey, engineering, do what we tell you to do and don't ask questions? Or is, there, is, is, is that a typical challenge? I think you're thinking, um, when you're thinking marketing, you're thinking of a specific segment, right, of sales, more like selling the product. Um, and so... I don't always run into those groups quite as often as um, other areas of marketing like content strategists or social media marketers or even uh, product marketing people. Um, so I haven't experienced that directly. Um, one thing I did experience as a challenge uh, working, actually working with a website team is that they were up and running with a lot of agility, but marketing wasn't yet. And so um, the timelines on promoting new features were not in sync. So if you think about that larger scale of business agility there, um, if your software teams are really great at delivering and your marketing teams can't keep up to actually promote the thing um, or sell it, then there's a misalignment in that company uh, that needs to be addressed. I think I was uh, first kind of introduced to kind of the newer way of, of marketing with agility uh, back in kind of the the lean startup uh, book. That idea of the the MVP and get out of the room. You can't get any good information in the in the building. You have to get out and, and talk to customers. So um, so the idea here is again that you can you can begin marketing. Uh, earlier and getting that feedback, and that's kind of traditionally what marketers have done. But now they just see that it's more necessary to to do that um, to do that now in the age of of agile transformations and the age of like you said the VUCA that you were studying and and the and the idea that trans that things just move so quickly these days. It's hard to keep pace and keep adapting. Yeah, I would say the major difference now between, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago with that is we used to do more formal focus groups, which were really what you call almost like a phase gate of marketing, right? Um, yes, they were getting out there and talking to customers. I don't think marketers have ever had a problem getting out there and talking to customers like maybe we see in software. Um, the problem is we're spending too much upfront time talking to customers instead of actually delivering and getting that feedback and learning from what we've delivered. So trying to shift that into shorter cycles is what's important you know what's really interesting about what you just said is i recently worked with um at a fintech company a, a team that, that was called a growth team and basically there was this this financial app and people would have to download the app and register and and do things like link their bank account and so forth and the metrics that would come back would give uh, detail on when people dropped out of the registration process, you know, and, and things like that. And so this growth team, their 
their charter was to acquire more users. And they were constantly running small experiments, changing the UI, changing the language, changing the functionality of the registration piece to see if that really, you know, increased engagement and increased people to go all the way through and complete the registration. And there were small, quick, like, like you were saying, Stacey, there were small, quick experiments. Put something quickly in the hands of the user using something like A-B testing. See how they react to it. If it works, productionize it. If it doesn't, discard it. And I, I was reading a blog recently about them calling this hypothesis-driven development. Let's form a hypothesis. Let's throw something out there to prove the st- statistical significance or, or disprove and then just keep moving on. I thought that I think that's I think there's some synergy between that and what you're talking about, right? Like let's not let's not do the big upfront design with talking to customers. Let's 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 get small things out there in their hands and see how they they use it. Absolutely, absolutely. And I do teach a lot of lean marketing concepts within my course. And so it's that whole idea of test, learn, iterate, test, learn, iterate. Um, Where I see marketers sometimes falling down on this is they might do small experiments, but they don't actually um, build in time to use that data to discuss how they're going to pivot their strategy. So they're like, they test it and test it and test it and test it right and keep going. So that's the important piece of trying to build in, right? How are you gathering feedback? What are you What are you doing with that feedback? Um, and how are you going to incorporate it into your next marketing um, strategy? So I, I was working with a client. It was really interesting. That was trying to do um, content marketing. Um, they were a large bank and they wanted to write travel articles. But they worked with an agency that says, here's the 12 travel articles, here's every single topic, put it in your backlog. And my question to them was, how do you know you need 12? How do you know 12 is the right number? Maybe you hit your goal in three. Maybe you need 30. Maybe your topic's way off. How are you going to learn and pivot, right? You're so specific on um, future content. So that's a big difference between just doing things small and doing things in a way that's adaptable and flexible. And we're going to use that information to pivot. Cliff was asking here uh, about the marketing class specifically and if if attendees in the class need to have a background um, in marketing or even a background in agile if that's if that's the case Cliff did you have anything else that you wanted particularly to add to uh, to that question well it's uh, interesting you know so many of us um, uh, end up in some element of marketing especially content creation, things like that. And so, uh, so I, I was wondering how much uh, of a kind of a professional or a formal marketing background folks ought to have to really get value out of this course. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's no like level of uh, professional background needed. In fact, most people that are independent um, agile training companies, right, we're all marketers in a sense too, right? We all have to market a business. And um, it is intended to be more of an introductory class to Agile. So it's meant for people that are kind of new to Agile um, that are needing to apply it somehow in marketing and want some practical ways that it works works there versus maybe traditionally in software. Now, I have had some Agile coaches come through just because they would like to work with marketing teams and they um, want to see how to work with them a little bit differently. So there is some benefit there. Um, But the primary audience is kind of anybody in marketing that wants to learn what Agile is and um, how you work in micro campaigns, how you break things smaller and how you get feedback and apply a test, learn and measure 
um, strategy. Some of the other questions that we had up here, I feel like we've covered. So let me just read them and, and we can summarize them if necessary, but I want to make sure that they were covered uh, fully. Um, so why do we think it's important for marketers to adopt Agile? Uh, I think we did talk about in the beginning as well as how are marketers making Agile work for them? If you want to just kind of summarize an answer to both of those, like I said, I'm pretty sure that we covered it already, but if not, uh, feel free to add in anything that we missed. Yeah, yeah. So um, how are marketers making Agile work for them? I would say um, they tend to be more framework agnostic, right? Mm -hmm. So um, sometimes we do see peer scrum happening. The majority of marketers are using sort of a scrum Kanban hybrid of sorts. Um, I see them wanting to have flexibility in how they're going to adapt Agile a lot more, Um Another thing I've noticed in, in Agile marketing is most marketers don't do a lot of things like burn-down charts or estimating. So those concepts are really, really new um, in that space. So we want to be careful not to um, kind of push people to, to too much of that stuff that IT people kind of love. Um, but marketers might be like, eh, I'm not so sure about this. Um, it, it is it is still... Um, really new in this space and so there's a lot of education I think that needs to be done around it. I think Agile marketing is where Agile software was um, 10, 15 years ago or it kind of um, earlier in its adoption and so um, there still needs to be a lot of education there that it is a mindset it isn't a process um, that you go and you you know learn in two days and you change. Um, the two day class is a great starting point um, for educating um, ourselves because educating is always the first step to adoption um, but it is a learning um, curve um, and um, you know marketers really want want to um, understand how they can work with campaign strategies how they can work in the kind of work that they do um, so it is a little bit different but overall we're still trying to do the same thing the values and principles although um, there's an agile marketing manifesto are fundamentally the same right? we're, we're trying to be more customer centric and responsive and working in real time to the environment which we're living in. Did I just hear that no estimates is popular in marketing? Nope. <laughs> Note to self, change careers. <laughs> um, I don't think if you said, quote, no estimates, they would know what you're talking about uh, as far as, as the no estimates movement we're used to in the Agile community. Um, but it is not a common practice to do that at all. Um, but the problems that, that kind of do lie in there is um, marketers are very overloaded with work. Um, they tend to just... Um, be about output so we're trying to get away from that like output 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 mindset and um, it is important to build in some practices at some level to get more predictable and understand um, how much volume a team can take on do you uh, something that you said triggered this question do you find that um, you know in, in agile for software developers we talk a lot about the importance of cross-functional teams because there are a lot of special specialists in the tech front-end, back-end data. Um, <clears throat> do you find that cross-functional people and teams is easier, harder, the same to achieve in marketing? Honestly, I think overall it's about the same. 
I've heard both sides say, well, it's much harder in our space. <laughs> um, right? I've heard it from software. I've heard it from marketers. I think marketers have um, the same problem, right? They might be um, a graphic designer and um, they're very hung up on their craft, right? Like, I'm a graphic designer. I don't want anyone else touching graphic design. I'm a copywriter. I don't want to get into graphic design, whatever that may be. Um, so specialists have been away in marketing for quite a long time. So breaking that and becoming cross-functional is definitely a challenge. Um, I just interviewed a, a former client yesterday and she said that was probably her biggest challenge with her team because when they were hired, they were hired for very specific skill sets. You had mentioned a, a, a bit ago also about like we don't maybe hammer home the idea of burn down charts as well as, as the estimates there, but burn down charts made me think about the idea of uh, visibility or transparency. Um, how do you is there any best practice wrapped around making the work visible uh, specific to marketing work? Yeah, I think, um, first of all, they've they've not typically been in a tool uh, where they're all collaborating in it and, and having that transparency even with that and having that um, board. I found um, Monday.com has been really popular with marketing teams. I personally haven't um, used it too much, um, but that having that tool and having that transparency, having everything in one backlog. I mean, for starters, is a big um, change from the traditional way where everybody is very siloed and has their own work, um, which is really no different from software. It's it's kind of still the same concept. We've got more questions. Cliff, you just threw one up. You want to read yours out? Yeah, sure. I... Um... <clears throat> As you, as we've been talking about some of these, you know, no estimates and you know, mob programming, some of these things that are super well-known are becoming popular, getting traction in the Agile uh, community. I was wondering if in terms of the Agile for Marketers class, are they going to be learning Kanban applied to marketing or Scrum applied to marketing, or is it some kind of broader mix yeah, yeah. So we do um, do a scrum simulation using a marketing campaign in there. Um, and we also talk about Kanban and, and go over the Kanban um, principles and, and how that would apply to thing. And um, so it doesn't go as deep into a framework as like a CSM class would. Um, it's a little bit more high level. Um, we also talk on um, some lean principles as well in there. Uh, other best practices, uh, Chris, you were asking about best practices, like, again, from the IT kind of agile side of things, uh, any best practices that we could port over? And I think you've mentioned a few already, but is there anything else specifically that you were looking for, Chris? Well, my, I think my question, that specific question was mostly covered. It was sort of uh, the ideas, concepts, techniques, behaviors that, that Stacy teaches to marketing teams can they transcend to other non-IT departments like a human resources department or, or people like that? Um, I, I, I think generally Stacy is promoting the idea that these teams are understanding, they're becoming more intuitively understanding the need to be responsive. So I, I guess the answer to that is, is yes. But I guess uh, uh, kind of piggybacking on, on, on Cliff's uh, question is um, like what – in a, in a in a mature marketing department that are very nimble and very agile and you know trying to not do too many things at once and all these other ideas about you know limiting working process and all that what what is it 
what does it look like? I'm trying to get a mental picture in my head. What does it look like? Is it, is it, are, we have a big open room of graphic designers and copywriters and they're all bustling around and having conversations. What is that? I'm trying, <laughs> because, you know, I'm, I'm coming from a software perspective and now when I, I picture database engineers and front end and back end people having conversations and writing tests and pushing things to production, I'm just help me make that mental picture of what a, a, an agile marketing team looks like. Yeah, well, I think it's very collaborative, right? Um, very goal-focused, very mission-focused, right? Here's our mission. And it could be um, even shorter bursts of time than you might see in IT. It could be like, here's our one-week mission, um, one-week sprint, whatever it might be. We have you know this campaign element um, to deliver, um, and they're huddling every day, talking about what do we need to accomplish, how can I help you. Um, a graphic designer... Um, that is bottlenecked might turn to somebody else on the team and say, hey, can you go on canva.com, which is a simple tool that even I can use as a non-graphic designer and, um, you know, help me out create some things, create a mock-up, whatever it is, and um, trying to get that piece out there really quickly. And then they're they're huddling again um, as soon as it gets there and they have results and they're talking about that feedback. Okay, we got, you know, X number of clicks. We got X number of views. Here's the comments. Here's what we could, um, you know, do in our next sprint to piggyback on what was just done, right? Um, so a lot of that nail it, scale it mindset, like we're going to try a few things. Sometimes it's a play on words, right? So messaging, um, we're going to test different messaging out. And then once we really know the messaging meets our marketplace, um, we're going to expand different campaign elements. Um, it's overall, it feels a lot like a well-functioning software, agile team it, it's not that different it's it's people working together with a common goal and purpose and getting rid of a lot of excess waste and process that's not needed um, delivering quickly and trying to do what's best for their customer so you've got some classes coming up um, what, what uh, hopefully we'll get this up in the next couple of days so we're talking early September here what do you have going on in, in the rest of this month and maybe through the early fall yeah well one thing is I'm excited to have um, a number of new offerings that are, of course are all remote um, coming on uh, we have a certified agile marketer um, through IC agile um, that's a collaboration with rocket nine coming September 16th and 17th um, it is two days of virtual um, it's a great certification um, wonderful class wonderful overview class on September 24th we're launching Kanban marketing practitioner which is a one-day virtual class on Kanban um, that will be really applicable to how marketers can apply it and um, in November there is a certified scrum master in marketing um, class that is coming where you can get, you can get your CSM it is the normal CSM but it is all using marketing examples and um, uh, targeted for marketing marketers that want a CSM. Oh, that's spectacular. That's great. And where can people find out more information? Just go to the uh, the website, agilifytraining.com? Yeah, that would be the best place. As well as this first class coming up with Rocket9, you can go to rocket9solutions.com and find out more information there. Yeah, very good. Um, as far as other questions, and feel free, Cliff and Chris, to to jump in. I'm, I'm thinking that most of these have been covered, uh, but if there's something that you guys think is missing, um, you know, by all means, uh, speak up. Yeah, you, uh, thanks, Vic. You did mention this a little bit, but I just would like to address it specifically. As a, as a video creator, 
uh, we've pivoted more into uh, Scrum Mastering and, and uh, the Agile processes. I, uh, I I have sort of a love-hate relationship with making pivots when I'm in the middle of, you know, like a carefully planned shoot and we've storyboarded and scripted and then, you know, and now we're trying to pivot toward new content. Uh, how do How do you make that work well if you're trying to plan ahead with something that's, you know, you're capturing and maybe your subject matter experts or people that you've recorded aren't really easily available anymore? Well, I think that the best advice is to do things in smaller chunks. Um, so your video clips, maybe they're they're smaller content things, and then you build off of those. Um, so small segments that maybe uh, build into a larger segment. So, for example, when I um, am putting together a video class, or um, I'm thinking about it like by a topic, right? And eventually I want all these topics to flow together as one large content piece, but I'm looking at them as individual things and I'm building them kind of one at a time that could uh, run independently, right? But together you might be able to have like a whole library um, of content or package that up somehow. You just wouldn't want to think of that whole package from, from beginning to end. You want to think about those little pieces of content in between that can add value that you could get out there. Yeah, that resonates with me right now um, as an independent trainer and coach. Now it's like, oh, how do I see like the big picture and how do I aim for something that's going to be delivered as a large kind of holistic package of content, but in the production elements of it, how do I not yeah. lose track of that, you know, in the data? So I, I use this approach really myself for my own business and for my own um, transition of content to online uh, mm -hmm. for agile marketing. So I started with a lot of like mini courses. I'd have a client that's like, can you do a two hour Kanban class for me? So I would deliver this two hour Kanban class and I would see what worked and what didn't work and say, okay, well now I have two hours out of a six hour class built. Now I, I, I tested it. I learned from it. Now I can go ahead and build that bigger thing that I could then sell to more people. Um, same thing with the IC Agile class. Um, to me, that was a bigger undertaking. So I actually started much smaller um, with some non-certified things, uh, did some smaller, smaller classes, private things that I could put together more quickly at the beginning of the pandemic and see what really worked before I really invested in that full solution. So I, I use these things. Um, I don't just talk about them. I really do use them in my own work. And I use one week sprints and a Trello board like you would not believe. And so that whole um, limiting work in progress and trying not to go start something before finishing something, trying to think about minimally viable product. I do that every single day and I'm a company of one. Yeah, I've actually got my wife serving as my, my scrum master so she can <laughs> remind me to do these things. Right, right. Um, I'll take on all the other roles. <laughs> um, great. Are, are there any other questions that you want to ask us or maybe any other messages that maybe you want to share with an audience right now before we wrap things up? I would just say um, if you are an agile coach and you're looking um, to expand um, your organization to get your marketing teams involved, um, getting them to attend one of these trainings is a really good starting place because they're going to learn that um, 
they can apply it in their world that it's not just for IT. It's not those IT people um, telling them to use their process because that can um, sometimes not work, right? It can sometimes um, be like, well, that's good. Almost everyone I hear from, it's like, that's good for you, but not for us. And so um, giving them something that they can get their head around, that they can start with. Um, and it's even as simple as just having them uh, begin with like a daily stand-up, right? Um, start start having that rapid communication. Marketers totally get that um, idea of communication. Most of us are pretty good communicators in general. And so um, instead of selling people right on Agile in itself, Try to sell the value on it and why it's important, right? Getting better messages to your customers, being able to reply quicker to your customers, get them what they need in real time. Uh, so those are things that marketers um, really value. Uh, I have a question, Stacey. Um, does, does the way in which a marketing department achieve agility look differently if you're business to business versus business to consumer? Or is it pretty much the same? I don't see a really big difference there. Um, I probably see a bigger difference whether it's agency-driven versus corporate-driven in marketing. Um, that's where I would see a fundamental difference. And the type of culture that they have already. So a lot of times that agency culture, um, there's no process in place. It's it's where they might be very agile already. Um, but they also have no structure and they're running 100 miles an hour and burning people out. So that's kind of that one end of the extreme. So you're almost using Agile to to slow them down and to be a little bit more thoughtful and to think about strategy and to think about what's really important. Um, then on the other hand, I worked with like financial institutions and, and more traditional companies um, that are very, very slow to get anything to market. Um, they're very process driven. They're and so it's that other end of the extreme where we're trying to then like get rid of um, some of that rid that uh, corporate <laughs> bureaucracy um, to build in agility. So uh, kind of depends on the size of the organization and then agency versus whatever. Um, agencies also typically are supporting multiple clients at once. So. Um, Pure Scrum doesn't often work for them. Maybe a Scrum uh, Kanban hybrid works better or Kanban in general, just because um, they don't have a clear product or product roadmap or any of those things right there. Um, managing multiple clients, multiple deliverables all over the time. Um, and we also see that with um, any kind of what I call, you know, kind of a component team. So content marketing sometimes is a component team in a larger company. Um, so they may um, work a little bit differently than a cross-functional team. I have this sort of general, uh, not a marketer, so this is a, probably a very simplistic view. But I have this sort of general idea about how the fundamental change that marketing's experienced. I think about marketing teams a long time ago, pre-social media, pre-internet, where they had to expend a lot of effort going out and extracting data from consumers, like what their preferences are and things. And now it's sort of turned over because now people are freely volunteering their their consumption behaviors all the time every day on Instagram and Facebook and so I feel like marketers used to have to go out and, and, and harvest data 
and now they're overwhelmed with data and they have to find a way to sift through it all and, and find patterns and make sense of it. Uh, it's an equally difficult job, but kind of flipped on its end. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, it is true. There's there's a lot of data out there right now, um, and it's it's what do you do with it? How do you yeah. successfully use it to inform your decisions? Um, if your marketing plan is too locked down, that data doesn't mean anything, right? You're not going to apply it anywhere. So, uh, listeners to the Agile Coffee podcast, you can go to agilecoffee.com slash episode 70 to find all the notes uh, for the resources that we've mentioned on this page. And I encourage you to uh, to engage in the conversation that we're having over Twitter. So reach out to us using the hashtag tell Agile Coffee and let us know what experiences you may have had with a sales or marketing group in your organization, especially if you are a part of one of these groups. Um, that'd be really helpful to, uh, to get that out there. Yeah, thanks, Vic. Uh, we're excited to be teaming with Stacy for a class in a couple of weeks. Uh, if you'd like more information about that class, you can go to rocketmensolutions.com slash Agile hyphen marketing. Great. Thanks very much. And and I want to thank all three of you today for joining me uh, here on this conversation. I know that it was a, a short time and we could probably talk a little bit more. I'm very excited and I think you might find me in a class upcoming, Stacy. This sounds uh, really riveting stuff. So thank you um, to Cliff and Chris and Stacy for being a part of the conversation today. And um, listeners, uh, Enjoy your coffee with friends. Agile coffee.